This is the Shrimps Verdicts podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Gilby, left-hand side, cross comes in, it's a half Catan, and the shot comes in on that, it's a beautiful curling effort, and MK Dons inside the first two minutes have opened the scoring, that is a catastrophe for the Shrimps in the first couple of minutes, the ball was played from Gilby out towards the left-hand side, cross came in, it wasn't dealt with, and a beautiful curling effort, and very early on here at Stadium MK, it's MK Dons 1, Morecambe 0, disaster. It was a great finish from Max Dean, the 19-year-old's 12th goal of the season. And we know how dangerous he is because he scored in the reverse fixture just before Christmas. But less than two minutes on the clock, 90 seconds or so actually. We just didn't clear our lines, which should be disappointed with that. I think Jeff's not going to be best pleased. We could have cleared it, we didn't. Take nothing away from Max Dean's finish. He curled it deliciously with the inside of his right foot past the outstretched left arm of Archie Mayer. Slew on the second phase. Just took a millisecond too long and that's all that Easton Robson needed to nick it away. And here's Alex Gilby on the counter-attack. He's got Joe Tomlinson herring up on the left-hand side. Danger here for Morecambe. Ball played across and it's over the bar somehow. I think the keeper saved that. I think that is a great save from Archie Mayer. Gets a low five from Farron Rawson and quick as a flash, MK Dons broke away there with pace. And now we can finally take this corner. It's going to be an in-swinger from Adam Nett. And it comes really deep. Oh, and that was so close to an equaliser. So, so close to the equaliser. Brilliant corner that from Adam Nett. Flicked towards goal by Chris Stokes. And it's an MK Dons shirt that somehow gets something on it to deflect it just over the bar for a corner on the opposite side. It's going to be Jake Taylor with this on the... Left-hand side, so uh, right-footed in-swinger. Took one in the first half, which you might be a bit disappointed with uh, in terms of his elevation. He's going to go to the, more towards the back post here. He does go right into the mix, and that was a much better corner. He might be forced over the line for the equaliser. It is forced over the line for the equaliser, and a great, great Jake Taylor corner, I think, is forced in by Jacob Badeau. And out of nowhere, Morecambe of equaliser. A brilliant corner by Jake Taylor. Pandemonium on the edge of the six-yard area. And I think that's Jacob Badeau with the final touch. Salutes the 193 travelling away fans over on the far corner. And in the 51st minute, Morecambe have scored with their first meaningful attack of the second half to level it up here at Stadium MK. MK Dons 1, Morecambe 1. Back in field to... Lewington, but that's a stray ball. Charlie Brown's on the halfway line. He's got a lot of work to do. Charlie Brown still going. Half a chance here for the Shrimps. Brown goes to the bottom corner! Charlie Brown has scored for Morecambe! He did it last week against against Mansfield Town. And he's done it again. The substitute off the bench. And we have turned it around here at Stadium MK with a breakaway goal. Charlie Brown with it on the halfway line. He had to do it all by himself. Drove to the halfway line.
from the halfway line to the edge of the area and a low shot past the left hand of Philip Marshall into the bottom corner and in stoppage time it's MK Dons 1, Morecambe 2. We love you, Charlie Brown. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. Kemp out towards Jonathan Lecco, right-hand side. MJ Williams, that's brilliant defending off the chest of Jake Taylor. And a late corner for MK Dons. And a yellow card, I think, for Chris Stokes. For something he said to the referee, this is going to be the last piece of action in this game. Late corner coming in from Jack Payne. It's headed up in the air. We need to just defend it, and we clear our lines. And Harrick smashes it away over the halfway line. Referee puts the whistle to his lips, and that is that. Morecambe have done it, and it's Charlie Brown for the second weekend in a row came off the bench against Mansfield for a late leveller he's come off the bench this afternoon to provide a brilliant winning goal here at Stadium MK MK Dons for all their possession for all their quality for all their territorial advantage couldn't break the door down in the second half after Jacob Adoad put Morecambe back on level terms shortly after the restart but it's Charlie Brown he nicked the ball away from the substitute the veteran Dean Lewington on the halfway line and it was a solo goal of pure quality ran and ran and ran to the edge of the area got a left-footed shot away find the back of the net and that proves to be the winning goal here this afternoon we love you Charlie Brown again MK Dons are going to be ruined missed opportunities this afternoon, that's for sure. They took the lead after just 90 seconds. Max Dean with it, and it was a goal of great quality, but in fairness, Morecambe should have cleared their lines. It was the Dons who broke away. Ball on the left-hand side, and the cross came in. It wasn't properly cleared, and Dean, with his 12th goal of the season, just curled it into the bottom left-hand corner of Archie Mayer's net. Morecambe didn't get much going in the final third, I think, we weren't quite right in terms of our shape there was too much space in the middle of the park and that allowed MK Dons just to pour forward really attack after attack after attack Archie Mayer called into action on several occasions down to his right hand side down to his left for a header from a corner and a great save uh, when MK Dons broke away shortly before half time uh, to get the ball behind uh, for another corner Whatever Jed tweets at half-time, it certainly worked. We got our foot on the pedal from the first whistle after the second half restarted. Scored uh, from a corner shortly after half-time. A brilliant corner, you have to say. Credit where it's due to Jake Taylor. He got the delivery absolutely spot-on, right into the mixer. And there was a big scramble at the back post. Jordan Slew was celebrating. I think the last touch came off Jacob Badeau. Only seen it once. I think it was Jacob with his third goal of the season. After that, MK Dons came on strongly and Morecambe were camped inside their own half for large spells in the second half. But the Dons just couldn't unlock the door. Morecambe kept their shape, kept their discipline, did everything that Jed Brannan asked of them. And we just tried to hit on the break. We made some substitutions as well. We brought Gwion Edwards on. We brought Brandon Barker on for his debut. We also brought Caden Harrick on as well. Uh, he came on for Joel, the injured Joel Senior uh, right back. And it was a rare Morecambe breakaway goal in stoppage time that's done the job for Jed Brannan's men 
Charlie Brown nicking the ball on the halfway line, running towards the edge of the area, and his low left-footed effort finding the back of the net for what proved to be uh, the winning goal this Saturday afternoon. Couldn't see that coming, the way MK Dons were playing in the first half, I have to be honest, uh, Morecambe were chasing shadows for large spells in the first 45 minutes. But you have to say, credit where it's due, to not only Jed Brannan and uh, Dave Fitzgerald for seeing what needed to be tweaked from a tactical point of view at half-time, but the players themselves for actually putting it into practice. I thought Mehring goal was absolutely amazing. Again, some brilliant saves. His handling was absolutely impeccable. The back four, apart from the slip that led to MK Don's goal after 90 seconds, we should have cleared our lines, really. I thought the back four were absolutely impeccable after that. Taylor and Songo in the middle of the park, growing into the game as it went on and up top. Jed Garner had a quiet debut uh, on loan from Barrow, but uh, he will improve as he gets more and more game time, uh, that's for sure. But it's Charlie Brown again, the super sub off the bench, second weekend in a row, and this time it secures the shrimps. All three points here at Stadium MK. Jed, you've sent your supporters home very, very happy today. Some of, oh, some of that game for you. It was a tough, tough game, and obviously we know they're a top team, footballing team. We let them play in front of us. We had a good game plan. The lads showed good position sense, and in the end we caught them on the break and they got away with it. And it was sort of that. I think they had 80% possession, but they only played in front of us, so we were absolutely delighted the way we played today. Charlie Brown came on against his old club. Script was written for him. Absolutely brilliant. Come on. What a lad. Last week scored again. Come on today. Caught him on the break. Dropped the shoulder and it's a great strike in the bottom corner. Made up for him. Top lad. Great he's performance. Gonna get, he's going to get the headlines today. But in the first half, Mayor with a couple of brilliant saves. One from, from Dean from close range. Kept you uh, in it for, for that first half. Definitely, yeah. One nil down and he made an absolute worldy of a save here. We were only talking to him at half-time about it, saying how, how, well, how well he's doing and he's kept, kept us all settled. So I made up for him as well. He put a top performance in as well. And despite all the possession that they had, one thing that, that never dropped throughout the game was your work rate. And, and on his debut, Jed Garner today was a, a real example of that. Yeah, all the lads were great today. Every, they went about playing on the pitch. Everyone worked the socks off, throwing the bodies on the line, and the, blocking shots, going with the men, going runners, everything, all the hard stuff that's in football, which is going runners. And, and they all done great. Jed worked the socks off off front, and the lads supported him really well. There's a bit of debate about who got the final touch for the, for the equaliser. Is there a, a definitive answer on that one? Oh, they're all arguing in the, in the change room. Three of them were saying it, but I, I think it was Slew, to be honest. Uh, Charlie, the analyst, said it was Slew, so we'll see. A couple of other debuts today. You've got Barker on, you've got Harrick on uh, as well. How much are you looking forward to getting them a bit more regularly involved now? Really, I can't wait. It's all really, really exciting players and they'll do really well for this club. Obviously, they need game time because they haven't, they haven't had much this season, so it'll take time to get uh, Brandon... Brandon match fit, but you'll see the quality he's got in bits there. He drops his shoulder, carries the ball forward for us, done really well. And that's for Caden, his defending was brilliant. I don't think Glad went past him once, made a few really strong tackles, and that's what we got him for. MK have been red hot recently. They are possibly the form team in this division. What's this going to do for confidence that you can come here and, and turn them over? Well, we played Mansfield last week as well. We put a top performance in against them, so today we knew, we knew, we knew we've got it. We can see our change room, we're not scared of anyone. And if we stick to our game plan and the way we set up, it won't be a match for anyone. We've got two home games now coming up, so if we could pick up a few points there, we put us right up to the league. And two, home, two home games in a week, first up at, at Crewe, as you say, sets you up perfectly coming into those two. Yeah, Crewe are another form team, aren't they? They're a good footballing team as well, so we'll do our homework on them and um, get ready for them Tuesday. And then um, is it Colchester Saturday at home, yeah? So another game 
we can we can go and win. So that's why we'll be going we're going to win games now. Going a little run. It's funny for me, Joel Senior came off. Is he okay? What's the latest? Well, we're hoping it was just cramping his hamstring. Um, I said to him, he, he said he could have carried on, but I said to him, don't risk. We've got a big couple of big games coming up, so we uh, give Caden his, his debut. We seem to come out the blocks very quickly, Jad, at half time. What did you say at the break and what, what did you change? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've had, we've had loads and loads of talks about conceding early goals and early second half as well. And to go and concede a goal after one minute was just devastating because we know how much we've been working on it. So we had we had a little heated debate at half time, got a few things sorted out, and obviously it worked. But uh, whatever you said worked, and a, a brilliant corner from Drake Taylor too. Yeah, as set pieces since I've come here have been absolutely brilliant, so uh, we're keeping going, we'll cause all, all kinds of trouble for other teams. Charlie Brown would have been disappointed, Jed, that he perhaps wasn't starting today, given the fact he scored last week as well, but what would you say to him? I just told him, he, he knows, he, it's a squad game now, every one of the lads on the bench or in the squad have to be ready to play, and it's, it's, we've got a really good squad at the minute, so it's, it's tough to get your place. But I suppose it's, it's difficult, isn't it, when, when he comes off the bench twice in two weeks, scores a, a brilliant solo goal like that, he's going to be hard to leave out next week. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, see, see what like on injuries on, on Monday morning. So, see what phone calls I get off the physio tomorrow and see, see who's fit and who's ready to go and we'll pick it from there. So that's Mansfield draw. Great win against MK Dons. All set up nicely, hopefully, for your first home league win on Tuesday night. I hope so. Um, that's the plan. Obviously, we, we, we want to go on a run now. We want to push right up that league. With the squad we've got, we should be. Uh, the lads are flying. There's a lot of good players in that change room and they all believe in each other and we believe in them. So, hopefully... As I say, we can go on a run now. And just final one from me, Jed. How about our business in the transfer window? Are we done or, or are, is there more in the pipeline? Maybe one more. Maybe one more. We'll see what happens. I'll speak to the board and, and Ben and see what happens. So we'll see what happens. But at the minute, the squad's really good. So if we bring one more in, it's a bonus. And I'd just like to say how good the fans were again today. Our away travel is, is brilliant. And the home fans, again, but the away fans today were absolutely brilliant. Stuck right in the far, far top corner. They couldn't put them any further away from us, but we could hear them. We definitely did hear them, and, and, and that's the difference on away games, I suppose, isn't it? That they can be that 12th man for us. Yeah, I've said that in the last few weeks. That the, the confidence they give the lads when they sing in the whole game, they were loud in the home runs today. I think, what was the 150 of them? 193. Oh, absolutely brilliant. They were so loud, and they've got to keep it going for us. Jed, enjoy the win. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Charlie, that's uh, quite a return to your former stomping ground. How much did you enjoy the, uh, being, the, being the hero in this game? Yeah, no, obviously really enjoyed it. Um, familiar place to come, some familiar faces here. Nice to see everyone as well that, um, that I still know here. So, um, yeah, to, to come on and score the winner and get the boys the winner, um, no, great feeling. Some of the performance from the team had to soak up a bit of pressure at times. Keeper made a couple of brilliant saves in the first half. But when the subs came on, including yourself, you did look like the team that was going to nick it. Yeah, I mean, we've been speaking a lot about just staying in the game. Obviously, um, we went one down and the boys on the pitch for the first 60, 70 minutes kept us in the game. Um, when you're just one down and then we got it to one all. And then, yeah, like you say, like our tails are up then. We got a few fresh legs on um, and that's what, that's what the squad's for. So um, a few of us have come on there and, uh, yeah, done, done, done our jobs and got us to win. What's this do for confidence? Because MK were in the playoff places and one of the form teams coming into this game. 
yeah, I mean, but we fancy ourselves in any game in this league. We just we just had to get that confidence back, and I think Mansfield was was massive for that. Um, it was a great team performance that day as well, and uh, we got a deserved draw. We we could have even had three points there. So coming into this game, we wanted to follow it up, um, and yeah, to get the three points here is exactly what we set out to do. So hopefully, we can put a little run together now. And you personally, two and two, that must be quite pleasing. You're making a pretty strong case to be uh, in the starting eleven. Yeah, I mean, every player wants to start games and obviously that's my aim. So all I can do uh, is is do that when I come on and uh, put my name forward. Um, obviously, it's been a tough season for me for the first few months and didn't, was in and out of squads and stuff. So uh, now to be to be given the chance, I just want to just want to make the most of it. Tough season before, but it, look, there's still plenty of football to be played and you can, you can still play a, a really big part. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, we're only just over halfway, so there's games coming thick and fast and massive jobs to still be done. And we know what our targets are, so hopefully I can help us get there. It's been obviously the turnover in terms of players who've gone back who were very successful here on loan. How do you assess the, the strength of the squad now? Some new recruits have come in pretty late in the, in, in this week. Yeah, I mean, the boys that, that, that have gone back done really well. Um, they're great lads as well, so I wish them all the best. And the lads that have come in now, we've had this week training, and um, they all look really good, really sharp, ready to go. Um, a few of them proved that today as well, so um, yeah, we're all looking good. Unbeaten so far in the league in 2024, but this feels like a, quite a big one, is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely it's a big one. Obviously, you say MK, very good team, to move it around nicely. They've been on a great run of form, so coming here to, uh, to beat them just shows how good we are. You've got back-to-back home games crew on Tuesday night set up nicely coming into those now yeah they're another good team and they're up there so it's not going to be easy no game in this in, in this league is easy so we'll go there try and get our win um, we want to make the, the, the home stadium somewhere where teams don't want to come and it's a tough place to come so hopefully we can start that on uh, Tuesday it's a really tough division there's some tough teams in it your managers talked about pushing for the playoffs is that a realistic ambition do you feel? Well, 100% I mean uh, the start of the season we was up there um, and we're showing in games like today, like we can we can mix it with the the so-called bigger clubs in this um, in this league. So playoffs is, is definitely an ambition, and we've got games in hand, so um, we get points on the board, and we can be right back up there. Just finally, how important is it to follow this this up and not just kind of dwell on on one really positive result? Yeah, we've got to follow it up. That's that's what I mean with the games coming so quick. This game will be easily forgotten, and we need to go and get the three points Tuesday and then Saturday again. Charlie, fans have been really really patient this season haven't you how hard was it to stay positive through those months where you weren't in the squad yeah I mean as a player it's definitely tough when like you're training all week and the reward at the end of it is to play to play a game on the weekend and as a player that's what you want to do you want to play be involved and, and help the team and the squad but to be fair to the staff and the lads have all been great with me and um, since I've come in and, and scored a couple of goals they're all buzzing for me so it's, it's been easy um, like I've not been down or anything so to come in and do well I'm just really happy I suppose when you've got players like Michael Mellon and doing so well in, in, in the forward areas, it's difficult to then break in, isn't it? But like you've proven, once you get that chance, you need to take it. Yeah, I mean, you just got to take it on yourself. Keep training well every day. I feel like I'm always doing uh, doing well in training and trying to keep my standards high. So hopefully hard work pays off and you get awards like I have um, tonight. And what is the difference being between the Derek Adams Morecambe and, and, and the Jed Brannan Morecambe? Well, Jed was here with, with Derek, so he... he He's tweaked a few things and we're playing a bit more football now. Um, so going forward, obviously, Fitzy's in as well and John's coming back. So they're, they're always tweaking things and I think what Jed's trying to put across is starting to come out and we're, we're doing well. And finally, Charlie, you don't want the super sub tag by any means, but uh, you've done all you can to sort of state your claim almost. Yeah, you definitely don't want a super sub. Uh, it's, it's good and bad, I think, but... Um, 
yeah, obviously, like I say, all, all I can do is this and help the team and the squad. And at the end of the day, it's up to the, the gaffer and the staff to, to pick his, his best team that he thinks can win the game. Enjoy the weekend, Charlie. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. It was a very eye-catching performance. Who are the leaders on the pitch that sort of, you know, drag you through that? I think got, got a few leaders. Obviously, the old lads like Jan, you see him driving it from midfield every game. Um, Stokes at the back, Faz. Um, Guillaume, when he came on, just like, there's a few leaders in the team, but everyone knows their job, so... I think when you see certain players stepping up or putting a bit of pressure on, it just gives everyone that extra bit of drive to to go to go and um, put in a performance like we did in the second half there. And just on the goal itself specifically, you had you had a bit to do. I mean, it was a, it was a gift, but you, you had a bit to do. I, I was I was expecting Warren to sort of take you out, really, take one for the team. Really. Yeah, no, I know it wasn't well, so he's, he's a great lad. And um, obviously, when the ball comes to me, I didn't realise it was the halfway line. I just watched it back then. But um, I just thought, I'm the only man up there, so I've just got to go for it. And got a bit lucky when Wazza did come across. So um, I was glad to just take the chance as it fell to me, as it came across onto my left foot and uh, just outside the box. Wasn't hitting hope. You picked your spot, didn't you? Yeah, I just had a little look up as uh, as I got through and I seen the, the far corner and yeah, it was a nice strike, I guess, to get it in. Thanks so much as ever for downloading this episode of the Shrimps Verdict podcast part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio this is Dave Salmon straight back in action then this coming Tuesday and it's one of our rearranged fixtures from uh, one of the games that was postponed earlier in the season due to our international call-ups it's Crew Alexandra the visitors to the Mazuma Mobile Stadium kicking off at 7.45 if you're not heading down to the game of course as ever full match commentary on Shrimps Live or Beyond Beyond Radio on FM and DAB from just before 7.40 and also of course listen and watch via i follow shrimps get that via morecomfc.com and of course all the ticket information you need there uh, if you'd like to come along to the game this coming tuesday jed brannan and the boys would absolutely love your support ahead of the game i've been talking to jack jack is a huge crew alexandra fan in recent years uh, due to his work he's uh, moved to south asia he now lives in indonesia uh, but he's followed crew alexandra for many many years home and away and he also uh, does the standing alone podcast and blog search standing alone online and on socials you'll see uh, Jack's work there the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Lee Bell's men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Tuesday night so Jack thanks for jumping on our pod really appreciate it mate uh, firstly I have to ask before we get going um, how does a crew Alexandra fan end up in South Asia Wow, this could go for like a whole hour if you wanted to. Uh, basically, I'm a, I'm a foreign language teacher, so I moved to Asia in 2018 and I've moved around different countries in that time and yeah, eventually ended up in uh, Indonesia where I've been for the last uh, you know year, couple of years now. So yeah, enjoying uh, living in a much warmer climate to the UK, which is uh, um, my family tell me it's minus seven today. So I'm like, oh yes, I'm glad to be in Asia where it's much warmer. <laughs> uh, yes, it is minus seven, unfortunately. So hopefully it warms up a bit for, uh, for the weekend and, and beyond. Yes. I think it is meant to get a bit warmer as we go to the weekend yes, so yeah. we should be okay so Jack you've been a, a long time crew Alexandra fan obviously you've been to Gresty Road many many thousands of times but uh, now consume via via I follow and, and, and online methods Yes, yes, it's, it's 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 difficult. Of course, I do. It's one of the biggest things I miss being out here is not being able to go to the games regularly. Um, but you know, yeah, it's it's not the same. Obviously, I follow, but it, it you know at least I get to watch them. You know, every week, and you know I can feel connected to the club still, which is nice. So it's not the same, but it'll do for now. <laughs> and what made you start a, a podcast and a blog and doing online content about cricket? 
Well, the funny thing is for me, like I had my, it was, it was under my own personal name um, for like since 2014. I just started, you know, I like writing. I always have. And I, I started writing about the club in 2014, you know, on and off. Um, but then the last few years since I've moved to Asia, I think it's because again, I'm, I'm separated from the fan base. I'm not around them full time. I don't get to sit in the pub and talk with fans about their, uh, you know, their games and the experiences. I, I've blogged more in the last few years. And um, so that's why I've sort of done that. My standing alone um, comes from the song Blue Moon, um, you know, a bit of a play on words. You know, yeah. Um, so that's I decided to create my own uh, like a, a club based profile. I saw a few other clubs had done that. They create their own like, you know, separate accounts and they use their personal account for other things. So. Yeah, basically that's why I did. I decided to create my own account on there, and I've you know tried to build it up slowly. I'm not. I was never trying to do anything with like a goal in mind. And again, I did the pod more because you know I I wanted to talk about the Alex. Um, you know, I, I don't get to talk about it verbally with anybody else, so I, I thought I'll give it a go. I, I only get small numbers on there. It's not the same as like the Rail Women podcast, who do fantastic numbers. They've really got a good podcast going there. Uh, but for me, it's just my own personal enjoyment more than trying to broadcast it to the masses. There's been an explosion, hasn't there, Jack, over the last few years? I think lockdown helps as well to a, a large extent yeah. of fan-driven online content. That's YouTube yeah, or podcasts yeah. or social media or whatever. And uh, I think it doesn't matter who you support. That's got to be good. The more content that fans can consume, the better, really. I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, I say you know, if anybody wants to check it out, then you know, like my, my numbers on my blog are doing quite well at the moment. Like last few years, I've seen a rise in numbers. But again, it's always been again, it's always for me about my personal enjoyment. I have a very particular writing style. I know I have a particular sort of engagement style, as you might have seen from my Twitter feed. Sometimes I can rub people up the wrong way. I never, I never mean to do that, but you know, I can be a bit confrontational and a bit controversial at times. I don't try to be that, but sometimes that's how I come across. So some people like it, some people don't, but yeah, it's football, isn't it? It's all about opinions and yeah, some people, some it's for them, some it's not. Football's absolutely a game of opinions. And if it wasn't, then it'd be very boring, wouldn't it? I suppose. So search standing alone on socials. If you just put standing alone for Alexander into a search engine, you see everything you need to know. Exactly. <laughs> so slight caveat, Jack, we are speaking before our respective games on the Saturday. You're away at Barrow and uh, we, of course, are away at MK Don. So the slight caveat there, but all things aside, as we speak this morning, Jack, and uh, you are in the playoff spots and uh, by all things considered uh, it's not been a bad old season so far no yeah it's very much been a case of like a you know a season of surprises you know i think most pundits predicted us to be in the bottom 6 bottom 8 you know even a couple of others on i think in relegation battles i mean i can see why they thought that there was a lot of concerns over the goals in the team we'd lost dan ajay um, who took 16 goals with him to Leighton Orient. We lost a couple of other key contributors, maybe the uh, starting goalkeeper, James Beadle, um, who had been on loan. Uh, we lost Ryan Finnegan, who'd been an influential midfielder. So there was a lot of uncertainty about the summer, like the transfer deals. Uh, Lee Bell was going into his first full season as a manager with the club after taking over in November last year, or in 2022. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of uncertainty about the club, um, you know, and what, which direction they were going to go in, you know, about Bell, about the team. But they had a fantastic summer transfer dealings they really did they knocked it out of the park a couple of signings haven't worked out quite so well but for the most part some of the signings we've brought in have been unbelievable signings we've signed uh, of course we signed um, Jack Powell who's been a big influence in midfield unfortunately he's lost to a, a ACL injury he was out from like middle of October time um, you know, he was uh, missing from a, uh, you know, for an ACL tear, which is unfortunate. And we've had a few other injuries over November and December. But 
generally, yeah, we've been able to keep the winning run going. We had a bit of a blip over December time, but yeah, generally we've just kept suppressing and exceeding expectations. No think anybody, even our own diehard fans had us sitting fifth after 27 games with only 19 to go. So yeah, I think the expectation was mid-table would have been good. And now I think everyone's thinking, you know what? There's no reason why we can't make the playoffs and maybe even you know see if we can sneak one of those last three spots. So yeah, hopefully we've, the, the expectations have been raised and been a really good season so far, yeah. So let's talk about Lee Bell, his first proper managerial role. What did you think when he was appointed and have has your opinion changed from then to now? Yeah, I'll be perfectly honest. I was not I was not for the, the the appointment of Lee Bell. The club often go internal with their managerial appointments. They always have, and that it's it's worked out to a certain extent. We had uh, we had Steve Davis in 2012, and he had a good first couple of years with the club, but then it went downhill after that. He's now at Wolves with their development sort of squad. Um, then we had Dave Artell, who, of course, you know, Morecambe fans will know very, very well. Um, you know, he was with us for, you know, he took over after Steve Davis was sacked in 2017. First couple of years were a bit of a struggle as he developed his style. He got his team together. And then in 2019-20, we had an unbelievable season. We finished second in the table. Well, arguably top because points per game saw us drop to second, unfortunately, which is a bit of a, it still rankles with crew fans, I think, that we ended up being bumped to second, even though we finished top. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, you know, this, the season after, 2021, great great season for Artel again. Unfortunately, 21-22 was a disaster. We sold a lot of our key players in like, so Charlie Kirk, Harry Pickering, Perry NG, they all left and we just fell off a cliff and unfortunately, Dave Artel lost his job. Um, but we've always got internal with our appointments. You know, The last time we went external was back in 2000, I think in nine with good John Thorderson. And so we've always got internal and it's worked to a certain extent, but I think some fans, including myself, wanted to see them go in a different direction and have a look outside the club. You know, Maybe not to always go internally. Because I personally didn't know enough about Bell to say that he could have been a good choice. I thought it was another one of those appointments where it was it was a yes man for the board. Um, and we were at a very vulnerable time in that at that point in November of 2022. You know, we weren't performing very well. We were slipping down the table, and it did look like if we get this appointment wrong, you know, Alex Morris, I forgot to mention as well, he appoint he was appointed. Um, at the start of last season and he, his tenure was very short. It didn't work out. He quit for personal reasons and then Lee Bell took over. So I think there was a lot of reason to suggest that this appointment was really a 50-50 coin flip. And I was a bit concerned that he lacked the experience and the knowledge and the you know, the coaching now to be a good manager for the club. But they st- he stabilised us really well last se- in the second half of last season. He got a couple of key loanees in, the likes of Ryan Finnegan and James Beadle. And and stabilised us. Dan Ajay hit some new form, and that was really important for us. And yeah, we stabilised. But again, still a lot of uncertainty coming into this season about what he was going to do with us. But as I said, we've signed a lot of good players in the summer. Mickey Dimitri, as well as another example. And then you know he's he's had a really good transfer window. And he, I think what's about Bell is it's not so much about him as a manager. It's about his support team. He's got a fantastic support team there. Our assistant manager Ryan Dicker. I think has been the, one of the unsung heroes of this team. He's often on the sidelines, giving Bell instructions and helping him with his team selections, his tactics. So I think for the for the first time in a long time, I think we've got not just a manager that's doing well for the club. We've got an assistant manager who's really helping you know with with the decisions, really pulling his weight. So it's a it's much more of a, of a shared uh, responsibility there, which I think has helped uh, dramatically. So yeah, I'll be honest, I was against Bell from the beginning, but yeah, he's definitely won me and I think almost all doubters over with what he's been able to do over the last twelve months. It's been fantastic. We'll drill down on on probable team and, and style of play in just a second, Jack. But uh, one player I did want to ask you about was obviously Ryan Cooney. 
Uh, I think we were a bit disappointed to lose him, along with many other players, in, in the summer. He did really well for us. We would have loved him to have stayed. But how has he done for you guys? Mixed, if I'm being honest, mixed. He's he struggled to get like a run of games together. Every time he starts two or three, the manager then drops him. Or if he starts a game, he quite often comes off after 45 minutes or an hour. It didn't start so well for him, unfortunately, in the preseason. He came and there was a few photos of him. And if we're being brutally honest, he looked overweight. He didn't look match fit. And then he wasn't given like starting games with the first team in the preseason. He didn't start the first couple of games in the summer, in, in August, when the season kicked off. He got a few games, was dropped for a few weeks, got a few games. So he's been in and out of the team quite often. And the, I think the biggest problem I have, me personally, with Ryan Cooney is I struggle to know what he's really good at. He never really seems like he has one outstanding attribute. He's not particularly attacking or quick. He's not big, big in the air. He's not a great defender. He's kind of average in a lot of ways. I don't think he's a bad player, but I just don't know what he's particularly good at. So I don't know if, if Bell's a bit disappointed by him in terms of what he's produced for the club. But at the moment, he's not in the team. He's been um, he's now the second choice right back um, in place of one of our own youngsters called Lewis Billington, who will more than likely barring injury, start against Morecambe next Tuesday. Um, he's now basically taken over the mantle of the starting right-back because for the longest time, Cooney's had a few games where he's looked all right and then he's had a shocker, then he's come back in and it's just been a bit of a mixed sort of bag for him, unfortunately. So, yeah, not been, you know, not a disaster signing, but not a great one either. Kind of like, yeah, very mixed. Interesting, Jack. Interesting. So let's look at that team then. Um, tell us everything, everything we need to know. Formations, Probable starting line at once to watch. What what what's the intel? Yeah, well, it, it, well, obviously, as you can imagine, with January, same with you guys, of course. You go, there's a lot of flux going on with the club at the moment. You know, there's, uh, we, you know, you can probably nail down seven, eight, nine starters with reasonable certainty. But there's been a bit of a speculation about a few of our players. You know, we we just lost Joe White back to Newcastle. He was on loan for the first half of the season. He was excellent for us once he sort of stepped up in October and November and really took the mantle of being the key dynamic in the midfield. Um, so he was like, he's going to be a big loss for us. I'll be honest, he's going to be a real big loss. Um, we have signed Lewis Lee, a young uh, loanee from Preston. He was at Bromley in the first half of the season. He looks quite bright. And we've only seen him for 12 minutes of football so far. So it's hard to judge exactly what kind of impact he will get. But in terms of the team... Bell's been experimenting with different formations, trying to get the the, the right team. You know, he's it's worked most of the time, but he's still trying to get that sweetness of like where he wants everybody to be. And um, so, more than likely, it, it could depend. I mean, away from home, they sometimes decide to do different systems. I would imagine, though, his preferred system at the moment seems to be a version of the 4-3-3-4-2-3-1. So you're more than likely going to see uh, youngster Tom Booth in goal, um, Mickey Dimitriou, um, a long-time experienced lead-two defender at the back, Connor O'Reardon, another one of our bright up-and-coming players, um, unless he's been sold to one of the championship teams who he's been linked to heavily over the last few weeks, if he's still around, he'll be obviously starting there. Uh, Full-backs will be Rio Adebisi and... uh, Lewis Billington, again, two of our own graduates there again. So, you know, four graduates already. We're not even in midfield. Um, (laughs) And then in midfield, we're going to have Connor Thomas, probably an experienced player at this level, likes a tackle, likes a yellow card. Luke Offord, who was a centre-half for most of his time at the club, but has recently moved into midfield. He's finding a bit of a form there. So he's moved into midfield. And then after that, it gets a bit unsure because it depends on the form and the fitness of the players in front of him. We have Chris Long on the left wing, who, um, you know, he's... He can come across a bit of a selfish player. He likes to shoot on sight. He's sometimes not always the most um, generous of teammates when it comes to playing others in. Um, He'll probably play on the left wing, barring fitness issues. 
Um, then we'll have Aaron Rowe, a loanee from Huddersfield, who's come in and he's done quite well for the club. He might play on the right wing or in the attacking midfield. And then we might start Shiloh Tracy. Depends on his form. He's not been. He's had a, he had a good start to the season, but he's really fallen off in the last few months. And he's struggled to produce goals. And then up front, again, it can depend. We we've started Corny Baker Richardson, who's been our main start centre forward. But uh, Elliot Nevitt, who's been our sort of backup centre forward, he's actually done probably arguably better than C- uh, Courtney Baker Richardson has. So it could be one of them, it could be both of them. So in terms of the forward areas, quite fluid. But yeah, the back four, the def- the keeper, and the two midfielders are probably set in stone, and it's just about you know form and fitness depending on the the front three or four. Um, so not not hundred percent sure how we'll start those guys. What areas can we? get success from an attacking point of view. We like to play a counter-attack, high tempo. Will that get some success? It, it, it's funny, really, because obviously we haven't lost many games. It's really hard mm. to say, like, you know, but, but then we have conceded a lot of goals. We've conceded 40 goals in the league this season, which is one of the, you know, I think only in the top seven, Notts County have conceded more, if I'm right. So our defence is quite open, if I'm being honest. Yeah, we we struggle to sometimes protect out wide. Getting crosses in will be a big sort of a source of success uh, for Jed Brennan, if that's what he wants to do. If he wants to get the balls out wide, uh, get the likes of Adam Mayer. And if any of you got some, you, can't, you know, Jordan Slew's had a sort of career renaissance, hasn't he, with you guys? Um, you know, I think when he signed, everyone was like, huh, Jordan Sloop's still around, is he? But yeah, he's, he's done quite well, hasn't he? So yeah, I think if you get the ball out wide into those wide areas, you can have some success. You know, if you want to just, you know, it doesn't seem like you're a kind of team that just lump balls into the box because we we eat that up all day. You know, we'll just head those out all day. Conor Reardon and Dimitri will just head them out for, you know, for as long as you like. But if you get it down and play quick football around us, then there can be some openings. We do give teams chances. We're not a team that will just shut you out completely. So I wouldn't bank on us keeping a clean sheet or getting it to a nil-nil or one-nil. I know we've had a couple of one-nils recently, but we are quite an open team uh, generally. So I think there will be chances for you guys on the counter-attack. If you play with a bit of pace and run it as directly, I think that will cause some issues. So yeah, I think that'll be the area to focus on rather than just set pieces because we do... Quite well again, so it's but open play, a bit more shaky. Sounds like it could be quite an open game and, and, and quite an enjoyable one as well, hopefully. Um, we've had some good battles in the past, haven't we? So uh, no reason why this oh, one yes. can't be any different. Oh yeah, well that's the more I, I was I was like Morecambe on the schedule. If I'm being honest, just going a bit of a tangent here. Like you know, I know you guys have had obviously a bit of a, a run of it in the last few years with like your finances and the ownership issues. Uh, but I do like Morecambe as a club. You know, they're almost like us in a way, like punching above your weight in this league. Um, you know, so having a small budget, always like written off for promotion every single season, and anything you do is always seen as a a, a, a raise of expectations. And if I'm being honest, I do like the you know your stadium there. It's a nice little stadium there you've got there. It's a nice walk across the, you know, I've been there a few times myself and seen a few results uh, in my time at uh, that stadium. We have had a bit of, uh, I remember I, I looked at our, our head-to-head records and I was shocked at like how good our head-to-head is against you guys. I think we've only lost like, since you've moved into the Globe Arena or whatever you call it now, I think we've only lost like twice or three times in the last like 10, 15 meetings. We've had a, a very good run. So if I can continue next Tuesday, I'll be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, great to chat, mate. Really appreciate your time. Just before you go, um, tell me what constitutes a good season for Crow Alexander from from here on in. You've done the bulk of the hard work. Can you sustain it and get that top seven? It's very, very tight up there, isn't it? 
Oh, it's the million dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I think, yeah, if we'd have finished in the top half, everyone would have been delighted with that season. Now that we're in the top seven, though, anything less than top seven, I think would be really disappointing. If we slip into eighth or ninth, uh, it's going to be a real sickener for us because, you know, when you've been in the playoffs for most of the last 27 games, to slip out in the last 19 would be really disappointing. Me personally, I would still see it as a bit of a win because it would build on, it would be getting us ready for next season. So I, I would be disappointed, but I wouldn't be devastated. But I think, yeah, as a fan, base not to speak for anyone else but i imagine as a fan base the minimum now is top seven make sure we get that one of those playoff spots and then everything after that is just gravy so yeah hopefully top seven is the aim and we can reach that that'll be, that'll be great it's gonna be tight though jack isn't it there's lots of lots of teams in, in and around in that mix and it's also about like you know what scares me a little bit is like how strong teams are going at the moment. Like some of the signings teams are making are ridiculous. Like you know you guys have just obviously brought in Jed Garner from uh, Fleetwood, of course. Um, who, not Fleetwood, Barrow. Sorry, should I say? And I know that hasn't gone down so well with some fans in the fan base. <laughs> Loaning off your heated rivals, not not so good. Well, especially yeah, when then Cole Stockton then signs for Barrow. That that, oh, that was the double-edged sword. Yeah. Really. And that's, and that's the thing for us on Saturday. Yeah, we've got Cole Stockton to look forward to. You know, he's a, he's a big unit at this level, so he should be, uh, you know, a handful. So that's going to be interesting. But yeah, you know, look at the teams around us. You know, you know teams are making impressive looking signings. Gillingham have just bought in Romeo Hutton. And you know, there's a few other teams making in some eye-catching uh, signings. Jack, great to chat, mate. Uh, just before you go, give us a sales pitch one more time. Where do we find all of the standing alone content? Uh, just on my Twitter feed, so you know, just standing alone. I think I forget the actual full Twitter handle, but yeah, just standing alone on uh, social media. Um, I'm also on uh, sp- uh, um, podcasters, um, where I do my podcasts. Um, so yeah, I, I put out podcasts once or twice a week, previewing and reviewing games. And I also have an in, uh, an, on, an online blog as well. Um, so any, I, I put out a lot of written content, previews, reviews of that kind of stuff. So yeah, anyone who's interested, they can go and check that out. Appreciate that, Jack. Good luck for the rest of the season, mate. Not that uh, not that you'll uh, need it, I don't think. We'll probably catch up in a few weeks' time when we're playing the reverse fixture because it's soon going to come back round, isn't it? So uh, good luck until then, uh, apart from on Tuesday, of course. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks very much. <laughs> every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.